This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm Andrew, and I'm here tonight with David. Heyo. And uh, let's see. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit of news. This will be if you're listening to this on launch, it will be on a Monday. So later this week, be prepared for our Star Trek Deep Space Nine retrospective. Uh, we've got a good uh, meaty episode there covering a little bit of everything Deep Space Nine. Um, yeah, I'm, we're just off the back of that conversation. I'm high on that. So let's let's bring that energy into the news. Yeah, absolutely. So we we've had a few pretty pretty interesting things happen here uh, this week. Let's see where should we actually jump in here and start though. Um, I guess the the big one, I, one of the ones I'm most excited to talk about is the uh, the Moon Knight trailer. I'm really interested to see what you had to say about the Moon Knight trailer because as someone who doesn't know the character, I was really into the trailer. Yeah, I was really into the trailer as someone who does know the character because it's it's doing what I want out of a Moon Knight show, which is doing something really, really interesting with his um, disasso- disassociative identity disorder. Um, I, I, it looks sort of in the same vein as like a WandaVision, yep. where it's taking the opportunity to really experiment and make something unique in this universe and moon knight is a perfect vessel for doing that um i love how the the official like synopsis of the episode is it's following stephen grant which is just one of the identities for moon knight of course mark specter is the physical man like that's 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 his legal name mark specter but then he has these other identities and so they're it seems like they're framing this show as it's about Steven realizing that he is not Steven and that there's this other stuff going on and it's framed as Steven Grant's the main character of the show, which I just think is super interesting and it's really good direction to go down for the show. I think the action looks really fun. There was a little bit of like these horror elements to it, like like the scene where this big like um like Moon Knight monster thing. Like it's like the skeleton. Yeah. Like, Oh, it was really, really cool. And there was a lot that I liked about it. what do you think of the trailer? So I actually really, really liked it. Um, I liked the kind of trippiness of it. Uh, I like what you, I know enough about the character to know who he is. So when they introduced him as Steven, was like, okay, wait a minute, what's going on here? And I do think that's a really interesting take, is that he's living another life, and he's fixing to, he's about to completely rediscover who he actually is. Um, and I think yeah, that's an it's interesting... it's going to be real tragic. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting way to do his on-screen origin for the MCU, um, to let us find out who he really is along with him. Um, yeah. I really like the way the costume looks. I like the darker, grittier aesthetic. You know, I, I know we're introducing characters like Blade um, and and some other characters that we could see, um, you know, kind of their own thing. Like we see Avengers team-ups that we might, you know, the, these darker, grittier characters that might kind of get their own team-ups down, down the line. And I, I find all that really interesting. Yeah, so right now there's a big problem. This is, and I'm sure you've noticed this. I, it's it's a, it is a cancer on the MCU right now. It is the um, the speculation and the rumors about every single thing coming out. It yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. Every single day I log on to Twitter and I see a new breaking news confirmed. Um, Dare Ben Affleck's Daredevil is going to be in Multiverse of Madness or. Um, 
uh, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, Human Torch is going to be a Multiverse of Madness, or Tom Cruise's Tom Cruise's Iron Man is going to be, and it's it's all confirmed. And the source is is Trusta Bro. That's the source. <laughs> um, and it's ridiculous, and you can't even look at it at all anymore. You can't look at any of it because it's all just crazy, outlandish crap, and it's it is news. Or, okay, quote-unquote, news outlets trying to get some kind of attention. They, they want to get those likes. All about the clicks. Quick. More clicks, exactly. It's gotten, it's, it's really, really bad. And unfortunately, and it's it's not just, I mean, it's, it's horrible for the MCU because there's always so much speculation about the MCU anyway. But man, it's this way on everything. One of the other things we're going to talk about here tonight is... Uh, a little new information coming out about a Firefly reboot. The speculation, like, I don't know if you caught wind of it, it was like a month ago maybe, where people just went nuts and there was all this speculation and Firefly's coming back and it's going to be a family-friendly version and all this nonsense. And, of course, yeah. a lot of those rumors have been somewhat dispelled here with what we're going to talk about tonight, but... It, yeah. there's no truth. It's just, it's all about throwing the most outlandish thing that they can come up with out there just to get people to click on it. And then people take it and run with it. Yeah. And, um, the reason I bring it up is because that's happening with Moon Knight as well. There's a lot of like, oh, maybe Blade's going to be in it or, or, um, Kit Harrington's Black Knight's going to be in it. I don't, th or Daredevil's going to be in it. Oh, it's yeah. set in London. Well, you know who? What else was in London was uh, uh, Black Knight. So confirmed, mm -hmm. he's in it. Confirmed. That's yeah. the big word too. Confirmed. Um, and I don't think that that's the case. But I would love it if eventually we get like a Midnight Suns mm -hmm. uh, TV show. Yeah, where it's this big team up. And I think, and I awesome. think we will because I, I don't think it's coincidence that all these characters suddenly showing up at the same time. Um, yeah, I agree. So I think it's going to happen, but like, we don't need that in this show. Like, yeah. will someone else, will someone that ties him to the greater MCU show up in this show? Probably. But does it have to be any of those characters? Absolutely not. Yeah. And, and, and when people make those rumors, I don't think they take it or people start speculating. They don't take into account, like, the business side of it. Like, mm -hmm. is Mashala Ali's first appearance, I'm sorry if I butchered that name, but is his first appearance as Blade going to be in the Disney Plus Moon Knight show? No. Yeah, probably not. No, he's a big, huge actor getting paid millions to be in a movie. They're not going to put him in the Disney Plus show that, like, 15% of their audience is going to watch. Yeah. Um. It, that just doesn't make sense. And and a, another big problem that, that that this stems from is people who don't actually read the comic books but, like, read articles about the comic books then going on news sources and saying, like, okay, so the Peacemaker show features, like, a character. And that character's father is someone like Whitehawk or something like that. And that character has been associated with Black Adam before. So now the big thing is, okay, so Peacemaker setting up the Black Adam movie. <laughs> because, wow. well, there's this connection, and that character did this, and so they're setting it up, right? And it's like, whoa, calm down. If you actually, like, if you were actually a fan and read the comics, you'll know that, like, they're not that closely connected, <laughs> you know? like Right. It's, it's, it's always, it's like we know in the MCU there's going to be connections, and it's this trying to anticipate, try to be the one that gets it right just by guessing. And it's, yeah. it's like, I, I frankly, like, I mean, I like to speculate sometimes, but I don't understand. I don't understand the extreme to which people want to know what's going to happen in the movie before they see it. And I love speculating. Don't get I mean, me wrong. I, right. I love talking. And that's the thing. I like doing this. I like speculating, but like, I also like the number of people that say, oh, you know, such and such confirmed spoilers, blah, blah, blah. The number of people that click on that, it's like, you know, I like to speculate, but I also like to be surprised. Yeah. And I don't want to click on that. Like, I, I, I would love to be surprised. Um, like, can you imagine how much better it would have been if there was no rumors at all that Charlie Cox's Daredevil was going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home? Right. 
of course, that's just something you can't necessarily avoid. But, you know, it's yeah. just thoughts. Um, but, yeah, I... I'm afraid of Moon Knight suffering from that. I, I don't want Moon Knight to be in a in a Kingpin or Mephisto situation where the show just becomes like, oh my god, is Blade gonna appear? Is Blade gonna appear? And then either he doesn't and people are mad, or he does and then they're disappointed with his portrayal, like a lot of people were with Kingpin and Hawkeye. Um, I, let's just have the show. Uh, it doesn't always have to be a setup for something. Um, right. I don't want to see a setup for something. Like, if it naturally comes to a Midnight Suns crossover, like, that's awesome. That's great. Let's do it. Um, but, right. But you also want these characters, these new characters we're introducing to have their moment to shine without, you know, having to share the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, I just wanted to say at first I hated the suit. I thought it looked. I just I couldn't stand it. But the more I've looked at it, the more it's grown on me. Yeah, and I'm becoming kind of okay with it, um, and to a point where I kind of really like it as an interpretation. Um, it's not as bad as some of the suits that have been before. Like, at least I can look at it and say, "Oh, that's Moon Knight." Or like, I don't know that Daredevil suit. Like, I, I love the Daredevil show, but mm-hmm. the suit that he wore in season two. If it wasn't for the horns, that could literally be anybody. Right. Um, so I do appreciate that the Moon Knight, it's very clear. It, you can at least look at it and be like, oh, that's Moon Knight. So th- this suit's grown on me. But yeah, the trailer was super great. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it. And it's coming soon. Like it's like March or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they pushed it up. It's uh, maybe March 30th. Oh, nice. So and then not long after that we're going to get some more Disney Plus shows. I think, yeah, right? we've got several coming this year, and of course that that uh, announcement on a date was great because we didn't know we don't we know we're not getting a movie till mid year, and yeah, there was nothing movies. on the schedule until that movie came out, and so it was really great that all of a sudden it's like oh yeah by the way in March you're getting us another series so. I'm glad mm-hmm. they threw that in there. I mean, this this stretch between Hawk, the end of Hawkeye and this stretch, you know, from Hawkeye to Moon Knight, with the number of series they've got coming out, this could wind up being one of our longest stretches without anything MCU for the foreseeable future. Well, we had Spider-Man in, in the, December. Right. Right, but we had so we had Spider Man and we had Hawkeye. That Hawkeye ended right at you know right before Christmas, two days before Christmas. So, yeah, um, but so you, you're getting a solid three months of no MCU, and you know I'm not sure uh-huh. I'm not sure at this point when that will happen again. When you'll go that long without something MCU being on either the big screen or on Disney Plus. Yeah, and I think because of the pandemic, they're terrified of letting that happen again. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, they've got it set up like a well-oiled machine that we're going to get these shows back-to-back-to-back. Now, I'm a little afraid of fatigue, a little bit, but I don't think I'm going to be like – I'm not that worried about it. Um, Right. I I, I don't think I'm going to become fatigued, but I could see myself – I could see myself taking a break from like – I could see myself a show's coming out, and I'm like, I'll just binge it when it's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see that being the case. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that could certainly happen and it, and it's, you know, um, I'm still convinced that fatigue only really happen. I'm, I'm convinced that good story fatigue is, is not a thing that, you know, that franchise oh, yeah. fatigue is not a thing. It's that you've got to keep telling good stories and they can't all, be, they can't all be the same. And that's what I love about what Disney's doing is, man, they're really mixing it up with these shows. They are. This looks very different from anything else, which I think is great because, okay, so you had WandaVision, very different. Then you had Falcon Winter Soldier, you know, pretty Mm MCU-ish. Then you had Loki, pretty different. Then you had Hawkeye, pretty MCU-ish. And now you get Moon Knight, pretty different. Like, it's a good balance they've got going. Yeah, I think so. So I'm, I'm really excited about that one, and I'm sure we'll have some other uh, stuff come up to talk about between now and the time that comes out. 
Oh, well, I guess since we're talking about Moon Knight, let's just sadly mention that one of the actors did pass away um, a couple days ago. Might have even been yesterday. I saw um, that. Uh, I forget his name. Very sorry. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Um, but yeah, he was playing... Um, it's not confirmed who his character was that he was playing. Um, it was oh, Gaspard um, Ulyle. I, I hope I didn't mispronounce that name. Um, but yeah, very sad uh, that he passed away before the show was um, able to come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, anyway. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we have up next? Um so we got a title announcement for our Lord of the Rings series. Yeah, the Rings of Power. The Rings of Power. What did you think about the name? Um, the former English major in me is dying at the fact that Rings is said twice, but <laughs> I have to get up. It's it's Lord of the Rings colon. The Rings of Power. So when when I say it like that, it's not bad at all. In fact, I actually kind of like it. Uh, what do you think? Um, I actually like it. It's it's more or less. It's kind of a. It's kind of taken from the Silmarillion. Not exactly. Uh, I think Tolkien, of course, said it a little more flowery. So I, I'm fine with it. I mean, it's it's not like I don't see it and go, oh, that's amazing. We already knew that's what it was going to be. But it, it it does what a title is supposed to do. It, it tells us tells us what story we're getting. Uh, yeah. So I liked it. I liked the little. Um, I like. Did you watch the video reveal? I, of, I did watch the video reveal. I thought that was really really cool. Um. Did you did you see the behind the because the 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 molten gold being poured? Um. Did I thought it was CGI? Yeah, I thought it was CGI too. I didn't watch the behind the scenes thing. I just read that it wasn't CGI. Yeah, watch the behind the scenes thing. It's pretty cool. It's uh. Yeah, it's it's legit. I mean, it's it's got some pretty heavy filters and stuff on it to make it look right. like that. But no, it's a pretty cool little intro. I, I know some people felt a little too much like they were trying to do their take on the um, Game of Thrones intro. Um, uh, it did kind of look. I did get very Game of Thrones heavy vibes from it. I did, but there are worse things to emulate when it comes to fantasy. For sure. And I mean, I don't, I, I kind of like the, um, I, I kind of like that, um, in that, you know, no, no Tolkien, no Game of Thrones. And then for Tolkien to turn around for middle, for them to turn around with Lord of the Rings and kind of, kind of reflect back the other way and, and borrow a little bit. I think it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I think it is cool. And it's, it's clearly just inspired. It's just yeah. like, that's a cool looking sequence. Mm -hmm. We should do something like that. Right. And I think it is a cool looking sequence. Uh, and of course that's all we got. I mean, it's just a title reveal. Um, I think, I think the title's fine. Um, the little, the, the, the reveal was pretty cool. And, uh, I'm still really excited about this show. I, I, I have concerns, but, um, overall I'm, I'm excited. What did you think about the, the voiceover? I really like the voiceover too. I mean, it was nothing, um, nothing we haven't heard before. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just uh, Kate Blanchett's, you know, mm -hmm. intro, but it's, is it literally just the one from Lord of the Rings? It's more or less, but it's the, uh, it's the new, new actress. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, nothing we hadn't heard before, but you know, it sets the tone pretty well. I think. Yeah. Um, I think the voice was fine. Um, the actual like voice itself, like it, it was, didn't who who was the other actress who did the voiceover in like the Lord of the Rings? Uh, in the Lord of the Rings, Kate Blanchett did Cla the Kate, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, they had a couple of different people do it. Um, and uh, hers okay. was the one. I mean, obviously, hers was the right one to go with. It's it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's one of the. It's one of the best intros, you know, narration intros that any movie ever made. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so and that's another thing. Like they're kind of emulating that, and that's okay. There's worse things to emulate. Um, and it sets the tone pretty well. I really liked it. Cool. Yeah. Rings of power. Yep. Got it. 
excited about it. Um, so, but we got a long wait. We've got to wait till September for that. But we yeah. should start. We should get a real trailer, you know, sometime over the next couple of months. Yeah. Uh, until then, I, I hate to just be like, yeah, it's okay, it's cool. But like, yeah, and there's nothing else to say about it. Yeah. It's like we can sit and talk about it, but it's like, what do you mean? All you can do is sit and talk about the things you're concerned about. <laughs> um, and I, I yeah. refuse to just spend the next nine months fretting about whether they're going <laughs> to screw it up. Um, so next, um, Activision Blizzard purchased by Microsoft. Woohoo! Jesus, man. I read that and I was like, holy crap, no way. $68.7 billion. Um, yeah. How much was Star Wars bought for? $4 billion. Star Wars was a Star Wars was a steal. Now we don't know exactly how much. I mean, Star Wars was four billion dollars, and then like you know Disney stock and things like mm-hmm. that. So um, right. we don't know the total value of the package, but ultimately four four billion dollars was the number. Um, yeah. and that was Lucas. What, what was the price for buying? What was the price they they bought Fox for? Do you remember? Um, I'm going to look it up. Because $60 billion. Yeah, so Disney bought 21st Century Fox for $71 billion. Okay, so it's okay. Not not quite as much as that, but okay. I was looking for like a comparison there. Um, pretty yeah, pretty, pretty de- close. Definitely the biggest acquisition in gaming history. For sure. Um. And Microsoft has been doing this for a couple years now. You know, they bought Bethesda and and um, they bought a couple other companies, but it's all been building up to this. Like I, Microsoft is 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 out for blood. They they, they are, but I, I enjoy I, I appreciate that they're listening when fans, you know, when Sony's across the aisle going, we've got more exclusives, we've got better exclusives, and they answered. <laughs> You yeah. know, people that wanted to play on the Xbox said, look, I, I want I like my Xbox, but like, where are our exclusives? Like, why is it worth keeping my Xbox? Yeah. Um, and and they've actually got the perfect balance because in their press release, they said that they're still going to work towards like, not, not all games made by these companies are going to become Xbox exclusives. They'll still mm-hmm. be sold on other platforms, but they'll be available for Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's an even, that's, yeah, that's a, um, that talking about being out for blood, like that's the difference maker is that they can go, Oh no, no, we're going to still let the other systems have it too, but it's not going to be on game pass for people that have the Xbox. Right. Exactly. And, and there's no reason. I mean, the company they just bought, like, I mean, call of duty, even though I don't think they've made a good call of duty game in several years they're still big. They're still big games. And they're, I mean, you'd be cutting off your own arm to, to make that an exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they, they bought infinity ward a couple years ago, I think. And then now they've got activists. Now they got both call of duty, um, both call of duty developers in there, which is huge. Um, yeah, the last call of duty game, I like modern warfare, not like the one from like 2008, but like the remake. Not the not it wasn't even a remake. This I this is why I hate when franchises do this. They make a new thing, but they call it the same thing that it was yep. called. Ugh. Yeah. The one that came out in the 2018 or whatever. I thought that was really good, but other than that, there has not been a good one in a long time. Yeah, I played um, Black Ops Three a lot. Um, Black Ops Three was a really really great game, and I, I personally think that was the last really good shooter that Call of Duty made. Hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, still, still a huge grab. And then, of course, the Blizzard side of it, which all sorts of games. Um, I don't even like know how to wrap my head around it. There are so many freaking games already on Xbox Game Pass. There are hundreds of games, and now there's going to be even more, um, which is exciting. You know, before this news, I was really leaning towards I'm going to buy a PlayStation 5 because I want to play the new Spider-Man game. But now, 
knowing the pure value that you get out of owning an Xbox and paying $15 a month for Game Pass, it, it's, it's really, really hard to beat that. Yeah, this is, this is a huge deal for gamers, for sure. Um, well, I mean, that's some hu- absolutely huge titles. I mean, Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Duty, World of yeah, Warcraft, Overwatch. Starcraft. Yeah, uh, and Overwatch 2 is about to drop soon enough, um, which I'm a big Overwatch fan, so I'll be playing that. Uh, yeah, Blizzard is, is one of the most respected gaming companies uh, in the world, too, which, which just adds to some prestige to Microsoft's banner. Um, I think I saw a graphic that like the majority of video game developers Microsoft owns now, um, because by buying Activision Blizzard, that encompasses a lot of small developers that were like under the Activision Blizzard banner and a lot of mobile developers. That's the one thing I hadn't seen a lot of people talk about is a lot of mobile game developers just fell under the Microsoft umbrella. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what that, what the implications are of that. I, I'm not I mean, I, the, the, I, just in that mobile, I'm not either, but the mobile gaming is probably the most rapidly expanding segment of gaming right now. Yeah. Because everybody's yeah. got a phone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, the fact that they they own this, I was talking with a friend about it uh, when when we got this when we saw this news. Um, I speculate that Microsoft has offered Sony a price for buying PlayStation. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I I I I think that Microsoft has tried. I wouldn't doubt if they've tried. The only thing is, and I haven't seen the numbers on this, but you know, you can only own so much of the market share uh, before the yeah. government will step in and split you up. Yeah, I did see something. Yeah, I, that was a thought too. And there was in, in a lot of the articles that were reporting on this were talking about whether or not um, EA uh, or, or Sony will, would take this to to Congress because. Um, it's getting pretty close to I mean, a monopoly. I mean, they uh, might, but then you're going to have, but Microsoft's going to look across the aisle and go, look how many switches Nintendo's still selling. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, it's because the switch is outselling everything. One, because they're easier to get hold of. Yeah. And, uh, actually get one. Yeah. And, uh, two, they're cheaper. And, you know, portable. So, of yeah. course, they sell a lot of them. And there's some great games on Switch. I love my Switch. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, like, the at this point, the last big standing thing is PlayStation. But PlayStation isn't a developer. Right. Um, you know, they have, like, Insomniac and Naughty Dog um, under their banner. But they don't... I think they own Naughty Dog. I don't think they own Insomniac, or maybe they do. I don't remember, but even still, uh, not that big a deal. Um, so the, other than that, the last big standing thing that hasn't been taken by Microsoft is EA. Right. But they partner with EA so that when you have Xbox Game Pass, you mm-hmm. get a lot of the EA games. Right. Um, I don't remember exactly how that works. Uh, I... I, I don't remember if it's like you get a discount on getting EA Play or if you just have access to EA Play titles and they're on Game Pass. I don't remember exactly, but still, they, they partner with them. So, um, yeah, Microsoft has, you know, this whole console war. The console wars have been a thing since the Xbox, especially since the Xbox 360. Yeah. Uh, really started with Xbox 360 versus PlayStation 3. And... And Microsoft is definitely swinging for the fences here. Oh, for sure. And I, I mean, saw pe- people were saying that console war is over. Like, Microsoft won. I, I mean, I they certainly had separated themselves here. I mean, you know, this this puts them back. I feel like we're stepping back to the, the early uh, my, uh, Xbox 360 days when, at that point, Microsoft almost won the console war then. 
and then they yeah. fell behind after that. But the th- when the 360 came out, like the 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 PlayStation that released at the same time was so problematic that they actually mm-hmm. failed to release until at least six months later. Yeah. Um, instead and of releasing head to head. I think the 360 was just a better console than the PlayStation 3. It was. I'm a 360 guy through and through. Like that. Oh, it was a great I, console. I'd I'd probably call that still my favorite gaming. The best experience I've ever had gaming was on 360, and it's you know nostalgic. That's when I was like a kid playing games. But I'll never forget playing Halo and Gears of War on on Xbox right. 360. Um, so it looks like the developers that Sony actually owns are Naughty Dog, Insomniac, uh, Santa Monica Studio, uh, Media Molecule, and Guerrilla Games. Okay, I've heard of two of those. Uh, Guerrilla Games makes Horizon Zero Dawn, Media Molecule uh, makes Dreams, uh, Santa Monica Studio is God of War, Oh, uh, Insomniac is Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man. Right. I knew that one. Naughty Dog is Last of Us and Uncharted. Correct. Um, I mean, and those are some great games. Like, mm-hmm. I, the Last of Us series is great games. Uncharted is great games. Like I said, I was going to buy a PlayStation 5 just for the Spider-Man game, and I still eventually will do that. Right. I will own a PlayStation 5, if not to play, j- just to play Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2. Um and then the God of War, the, they, that that last God of War game was great, and their next one's going to be great, I'm sure. So, um, there's definitely still a reason to buy PlayStation, and you'll have some loyalists. But like looking at just pure value, the fact that you can buy an Xbox and then pay 15 bucks a month and get access to all of these games, it's it's unbeat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Big deal for gaming. Absolutely. All right. So the last topic I wanted to talk a little bit about tonight, and this would be um, the fact that we, we've heard rumors about Firefly coming back. Uh, did you hear any of those rumors when all that really kind of got started a, a couple of months ago? I, I, I saw some some articles. I didn't read any of them. Um, lots of speculation about, you know, a Disney Plus series and maybe um, maybe a friendly family friendly thing stuff like that uh but i never i never read a lot about it okay um so my information tonight is coming from a a uh, youtube channel called the popcast um i highly encourage you to go check them out it's a very very good channel um okay. but i just want to be upfront about where my information is coming from tonight uh, is from a episode of the popcast that came out earlier this week yeah, your source is not trust a bro. <laughs> right. Uh, so the podcast, um, all this started back on er- early December with an article by from MovieWeb that just set everything going nuts because MovieWeb appears to be legitimate, uh, but no one was willing to talk with anyone uh, that wanted more information or to tell where the information came from. Uh, the podcast guys had explored it, done several episodes on it, and had an insider that has come forward to stay anonymous, but has come forward and and spoken with them about a Firefly reboot on Disney+. Plus. Um, according to this insider, if this ends up being legitimate, and, and I mean, honestly, I think Disney would be insane not to at least explore bringing that property back as you know with it being one of the properties that they recently purchased yeah um so right now they're saying there's 100 percent in the planning stages the idea is to build the universe that the original series was meant to explore that it will not be forced family friendly which was the big rumor that was going around that disney plus would force it to be family friendly um a lot of people, I know it's the Disney name and people assume family friendly. I don't know where this is going to go, but, um, the new guy, the new head of Disney, uh, Bob Chapek, um, has apparently been pushing to put mature content on Disney plus. Mm. 
Um, and that scene, and that lines up with the talk about this show. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. But, uh, of course, nobody that's a fan of Firefly wants to see the family friendly version, right? Like we want it, right. we want it gritty. We want our gritty space Western back. Right. And you know, I'd argue that the original series of Firefly wasn't, unless I'm remembering. It was on network TV. It's not overly edgy. Yeah. It's not like, you know, there wasn't any nudity. There's, um, there's no nudity. There's some cursing. I remember there was a, uh, I remember the fact there was a sex scene. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it, it's very tame. Um, I, I think probably the, the thing they did that would be towing the line too much would be like right walking up to the line for Disney would be legalized prostitution. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so I don't find that to be a big deal or necessarily overly adult, but like how much we would see that side of things, probably less. Yeah. Um, that, and you know, it, it can get pretty violent, uh, especially with like the, uh, the Reavers. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it could be a pretty violent show. Um, I would say it was most, that's where it was mostly falls into the mature category is mm-hmm. violence. But if I'm remembering correctly, even most of the violent scenes I'm thinking of are actually in the movie where he could get away with doing more of that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a children's show by any means, but like you said, it was on network TV. Um, so yeah, know, I think there, 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 there are aspects of the universe that, just inherently aren't family friendly, like the legalized prostitution. Um, that I guess would be totally the line for Disney. But other than that, I think you can do the show. Now, of course, like you want the gritty side of it. You want like some cursing, mm-hmm. um, and, and stuff like that, uh, in the show. Of course, most of I, our cursing wasn't in English. That's the That's other right. thing is I, I think a lot of people when they say we want it to Chinese, be right? mature content, yeah, it's Mandarin. So when they say we want you know mature content, it's like okay, I mean it was definitely a show for adults, but let's not stretch just how mature of a show Firefly was. Right, and, and it wasn't like overly. It's not, it wasn't and Game of Thrones. You, I mean, <laughs> exactly. And if you if you put it at the same level of like. A Hawkeye, I think that'd be fine. Uh, yeah, I do too. Like, uh, Hawkeye has some cursing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the Marvel stuff does. And there's some violent scenes. Um, but, you know, it, nothing crazy. Like, I would, I would let my kid watch Hawkeye. I mean, of course, I don't have a kid and I, I don't know that perspective. I, I feel like I won't really know until I have it. Um, uh, but if you put Firefly at the same level as that, I think it could definitely work. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it has to be, I don't want it to get too focused on just being edgy. Like I just, mm-hmm. <coughs> I want the, the Firefly universe back. I, I want that world back and I don't want it to be overly polished, but I, I want it to be, you know, I want it to look like it was, but I think some people, and it might, and you might be right. It might be that the movie makes people remember it being more violent than it really was. Yeah, I think that's the case. And you know, they there were some Reaver episodes, but right, but we didn't see Reavers until know. the movie. But that's right. Um, I will say, uh, actually, that brings me to my next note, though, when we talk about Serenity. Uh, according to the insider, Serenity will not be taken into account because of licensing issues. That like the movie, they technically don't own the rights to the movie. Universal made that movie. Okay. Well, I mean like, unless they were going to bring back original cast. Well, that's, that's the other side of that. They said it will not be taken into account because of licensing and the death of Alan Tudyk. Yeah, okay, so I was about to say, the only way that that matters at all is if they bring Wash back. And that sounds like, I mean, I, I would think that he would be one of the first ones lining up to do this. 
you know, oh, yeah. if they said, hey, we want to bring your character back, I think he would say, okay. Because he's yeah, he's already part of the Disney family. I mean, he's he's done several things Disney here, from animated yeah. to Star Wars. Uh, yeah. It, him and uh, who oh, was the actress who played? Was it Katie or Kaylee? I don't remember her name. Kaylee, yeah. She has been talking about doing a show again for years, hasn't she? She has. And that, I mean, it sounds like they're planning to bring back as many of the originals as they can get back. Um, of course that opens up questions to me, how many of them would come back without Joss? Um, but at this point, like you have to wonder, like, I think they have to know at this point that Joss is kind of exiled right now. Like Joss mm-hmm. is not going to be doing much of anything here for a little bit. Yeah. Um, um and I is would Nathan love Fillion as close of Joss Whedon as he is with like James Gunn. You know, I don't know. I, I know that Joss Whedon, every time that Joss has had a a little side project, um, whether it be his uh, his Shakespeare film that he did a couple of years ago or um, a Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, Nathan Fillion's one of the guys that always shows up for, for those things. So I'm going to assume that they're they're relatively close. All right, because I could imagine it being like a Frank Darabont situation with Walking Dead, where like Frank Darabont gets kicked off the show in season two of Walking Dead. So then all of his friends who played actors, I mean, all of his friends who played characters, their characters got killed off because they left the show. Um, I could see that being a thing. Yeah, maybe but with, it, with like Nathan Fillion. I think to make this show really work, I think to sell people on it, you've got to bring back as many of the originals as you can. Um, even if yeah. they're not long-term the main characters, even if they're not all together, even if we're following them in different stories, and that sounds like that was kind of the plan, was to have original characters surround them with new characters. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know what that means yet. I, I don't know how many of them would come back at this point. I still think Alan Tudyk, Jewel State, some of those people would be ready to go. Um, you know, at this point I would think, I mean, obviously the only person you can't bring back that also died in the movie is, is Shepard book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the actor passed a few years ago. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested though, that they are, you know, I'm, I'm curious how people will take serenity isn't canon anymore. See, I, I don't like that. I, I um, don't love that either, but I, I if they would, don't own like it, it, I also I, don't necessarily blame them. Right. If they don't own it, they don't take it into account. But like you can, quote unquote, not take it into account. But and then still acknowledge just, that the story took place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, I, I, would, I would not like it if I turn on this new show and Wash is there with no explanation and Nathan Fillion... And everybody just acting like that didn't happen. Yeah. So I'm, I'm that to me, as far as the news, that's the most concerning point to me. Yeah. And it, and it's it not doesn't even that, like, I, I love serenity. Like I'm like, just so attached to it. It's just like, that just be really, really weird. Well, I mean, serenity, basically you, you did some big things as far as the, the way the story progressed. And to undo those things now would feel, uh, it, it would feel weird at this point to say, well, we progressed the story. We know where the Reavers came from. Um, you know, now the whole galaxy, now the whole universe knows where the Reavers came from, but now we're going to say, but none of that actually happened. And I'm sure right. if they're going to do this and they're going to leave Serenity out, they're going to have some way to fill the gap to tell us what happened. Um, I just don't know what that'll be yet. But that that's, for me so far, that's my one kind of sticking point on the whole thing. Like, I don't know how they make that work. I'm not saying they can't. I just don't know how they're go- going to. And it may be that they fill it in and that, that whole story takes place pretty much like it did, except, may, you know, maybe Wash doesn't die. Or whatever. I, I don't know. Of course, we don't know. This is all early development stage, and it could all change anyway. Yeah. Um, and look, I love Walsh. I'd love it if he, if I got to see him again. But maybe like in a flashback. Oh, but he's too old to do flashbacks and stuff now. So like, 
don't know. I don't know. So the other little piece of information is that as of right now, that this show will be handled by the same people who create, who made the Mandalorian. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah, I mean, they're already essentially making a space western with the Mandalorian, right? Yeah, Mandalorian is very Firefly. And if there's a big name that I think could bring come in and pick up something like Firefly, I have a lot of respect for someone like Jon Favreau coming in and doing mm-hmm. that. So it, it, we're talking either Favreau or his people is, is what we're talking, who we're talking about coming in and leading this project. Yeah. And, and I, I would, I'd love that. Um, obviously I'm a huge John Favreau fan. I've talked about him a lot on the show, how much I love him. Um, I don't know if Dave Filoni, um, is a Firefly fan. I mean, if he has even an ounce, like if, if even 1% of his love of Star Wars translates to a love of Firefly, then, then put him on. Absolutely. And, and let him do it. Um, he's a great storyteller. So if they he put really Dave Filoni working on it, then that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just get like the same like production designers, you know, Favreau's team, the, the designers and things like that to, to work on Firefly and it, it would fit perfectly. That'd be awesome. So the only other thing that pretty much takes me through my notes with one, one thing remaining that's really not critical to the movie, but that kind of as a nod to the fact they're doing something, uh, according again, according to the source that a, that, that firefly, that, that, a, that serenity, or at least a firefly class ship will appear at some point in the next year in the background of a Star Wars show. Like, just for fun? Just for fun. I mean, they've always done stuff like that. I mean, heck, yeah. the E.T. E. was in... Or E.T.'s yeah. e. people are in the the the, uh, <laughs> the prequels. The Senate. Yeah. Uh, and, then in, in, uh, and then in um, Indiana Jones, you know, one of the things on the wall in one of the rooms, uh, some of the runes are... Um, it's C-3PO R2 and R2-D2. And yeah. Yeah. So no, it's just awesome. a cool little nod. It, it's not like, oh no, the worlds aren't overlapping here. It's just, we're going to get a cool nod that they're apparently working on the ship. And so they're going to throw it in the background as just a little thing, nod to the fact it's happening. The only thing I'd hate about that is that there would be articles like Firefly and Star Wars in the same universe confirmed. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's that, definitely going to happen. I would hate that. But other than that, but no, I jump, I jump off the sofa if I saw a firefly in the background of. <laughs> It'd be like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme, right? You're pointing <laughs> at the TV. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. But I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that. Yeah, I think I that would just be a cool little nod to the fact that they're doing it. I, I love little things hidden in the background that don't necessarily mean anything. Right. And not everything has to mean something. I love the design of the, of the Firefly ships, and they, they would fit right in with Star Wars. Oh, for it's sure. It's just a Star Wars ship, honestly. I mean, I mean heck, uh, the Mandalorian ship was almost almost a Firefly. It is. The Mandalorian ship, it, it, the, the, was it the Crescent? Uh, it is, the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest, yeah. It is very, very similar to Serenity. Yeah. From like, certain it, angles, you go, it's Serenity. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it takes it takes some heavy inspiration, um, yeah. which which would lead me to believe that maybe John Favreau is a Firefly fan. Like, yeah, obviously, a lot about the Mandalorian takes some inspiration from Firefly. There's no way it doesn't. Oh no, for sure. It, it's um, I, I I will never believe that that the Mandalorian doesn't have some Firefly inspiration. Yeah, hey, you want a new cast? Get uh, Pedro Pascal as 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 a new captain of a ship, and, and let him do some space western acting without a helmet on. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, he would he would kill it. Yeah, no, I, I think this could be a lot of fun. You know, I'm I'm always concerned when they talk about bringing something back, but it sounds like they're br- mm-hmm. planning to bring it back while honoring what came before it. 
It's not a, it's not a reboot. It's not a start over. It's, it's not, we're going to just dispose of the old and, and make something new and call it Firefly. Um, you know, I just I, really hope they don't cast Chris Pratt in it. <laughs> yeah. I like I Chris Pratt. He doesn't have to be in everything. Right. I really I, hope they don't go, well, I'd, he played Star-Lord. I'd say that would be pretty unlikely to happen, but, you know, I guess never say I never when it comes you, to Chris Pratt. I guarantee you there is a man in a boardroom who is asking, why don't we just get Chris Pratt? The it? fact that Chris Pratt hasn't been in a Star Wars movie yet is sort of amazing, right? Exactly. I guarantee you that there have been people, that there have been men in boardrooms in suits like, hey, we should get Chris Pratt in it. I mean, we almost had Tom Holland in a Star Wars movie, apparently. Yeah, he auditioned. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that's that's a great Hot Wings episode, Hot Ones episode. Yeah, it was <laughs> him talking about trying to keep a straight face while the woman's yeah. just like making beep, droid. Beep, yeah. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> um. So who knows? I, I'm excited about it. it. It could go bad. I know some people are going to say, don't touch Firefly. Don't, it, you know, it captures lightning in a bottle. It's perfect. Don't try to do anything. Making something new doesn't erase the brilliance of that first se- of that one season of that show. Um, yeah. Making something new doesn't take that away. You can always just choose to just say, you know what? This is Firefly to me and I don't need any more. If they make a remake like this and it's garbage, well, that's okay. That's better than if they would have kept going originally and made season two and that was garbage. That's true. It would be way, way. If they would have made made season two, if they all would have gone as planned and then they made season two and season two was really bad, then that would have actually like hurt the, that would have hurt the show. Right. Right. It's it's so far disconnected that, that you can easily separate it in your head and be like, well, you know, right. Whatever. You don't have to let it affect what came before. Right. All right. Well, unless you've got anything else, I think that's going to wrap us up for this news episode. No, I'm good. Awesome. Uh, well, until next week, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at David underscore JG peoples. All right. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore fictionary. You can drop us a line at the science fictionary at gmail.com. And as always be sure to check out our podcast as well as the rest of the red five podcast at red five network on Twitter. And until next time, let's be bad guys.